Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Ruthanne, Irish singer and songwriter from Donamede in Dublin. She is insanely, insanely talented. And if you haven't heard much of her yet, I guarantee you, you will. She's going to be huge over the next, uh, I'm going to say six to 12 months here and over, you know, across the entire globe. We're incredibly lucky to have her here on Sunday Night Live on FM 104. Just to give you an idea of some of the people that she has worked with, worked uh, on songs with, wrote songs for, Niall Horn, Martin Garrix, Jojo, uh, Ruthann, is a favourite of mine. So oh, I'm kind of like, wow. <laughs> uh, and Britney Spears. And that's only uh, like the tip of the iceberg of artists you work with. So thanks very much for joining us here no, on FM 104. You, thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for all the support. FM 104 has always been very supportive of me. So thank you. Brilliant. Now, the one word that always comes to mind now is just imposter syndrome. I haven't written even one song for Britney. And I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting there going. Uh, I tried to pen one last night, but uh, it didn't work out. Right. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you is just how does someone from like Don small Mead. little town Don <laughs> in Dublin yeah. go from there to working with literally some of the, the biggest stars in the entire world because that's some change of scenery a lot of sleepless nights a lot of work a lot of stress a lot of ups and downs a lot of you know hard moments yeah. and a lot of amazing moments I think it honestly started with just my love of music I just mm. was obsessed with music from a very young age I did not come from a family that could afford to really get me vocal lessons or writing lessons I yeah. went to I went to Billy Barry's and and that was my stage school kind of foundation but as far as you know getting my voice and and songwriting that all was just me just being obsessive child yeah. and I just write songs all the time always singing stuff always had ideas melodies learning harmonies I studied Mariah Carey and Whitney and all the greats vocally and just really just being quite an obsessed with music type person that yeah. was kind of my vibe when you say stu- I mean, are you, is this you in your room with a Walkman or like yep. in the, the fancy music college in town? Oh, absolutely not. I didn't go to any college. Um, I left to go to L.A. the day after my leaving cert with oh, wow. the manager at the time who managed the script. Now, obviously, I was I did have quite a lucky moment, but I always say that um, it's like preparation, preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. So I think for me, those years of me in my room with my, you know, two track and microphone singing along to Mariah Carey and then writing all the songs when you're 17 years old and then someone does find you um at the time from a, a song contest I won it's then bringing you over to LA and you getting in the room and you having to deliver and so I think that it was like look me needed a bit of preparation yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost like I'd been preparing for that for yeah. a long time without knowing it I, I imagine a lot of people will hear 
you know, discovered at 17 and that you're just plucked out of nowhere. And then yeah. people re- forget that, as you said, you were obsessed with it. So you probably nearly had 10 years of work yeah, going into was. that, it into was that from moment. A, yeah, from when I was seven, I started recording songs when I was 12. I started teaching myself the piano at 12. I started recording songs. I was in a girl band. I mean, like for me, people are always like, oh, so you've, you know, been doing this since you're 17. I'm like, actually, I've been doing this since I was seven. I just wasn't paid for it <laughs> yeah. So now you're cashing in. So now like, I'm like, no, but like it was like, it's always just been what yeah. I've done. It doesn't feel like, oh, now I'm a professional songwriter I've always done it and so now then it becomes about when you get up to LA just you know trying to keep your head, good head on your shoulders and get better at your craft and, and not get uh, too down on yourself about the competition so it is like it's more of a psychology thing as you get yeah. older more so than anything uh, My greatest achievement at 7 I think was finishing Terminator 2 on the Game Boy Yes <laughs> you know Well I mean? done listen there's something bad about that I'm hoping That's I can great. get discovered at a Game Boy tournament and be plucked <laughs> to LA and go come on you're, you're going to make it yeah. But um, can you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yes, I do. It was when I was seven. Um, it was called He Lied to Me. I got oh, the wow. the inspiration from EastEnders and Coronation Street, even though my <laughs> mom... So it went like, he lied to me, he lied to me. He broke his promise, he broke his promise. And then he ran away, so far away. And then got louder, he lied to me. <laughs> and then I think I changed keys. Oh, and I just it. did those three lines. Yeah, I didn't yeah. understand structure. I did those three lines over and over. And my mum and dad listened to the entire three minutes of that. Um, and then afterwards, my mum took me to the side and was like, who lied to you um, like what's going on and I'm like no I got it from EastEnders because I would just watch you know TV yeah. and just like make up songs and my mum and dad were a little bit like after songs just like is there anything you need to tell us and I'm like again this is fiction as I got <laughs> older the school involved yeah. like listen has like, there been an incident it? we haven't been told about no as I got older they definitely got real stories yeah. became but yeah that was my first song that's unreal and my parents were so encouraging because even though that's like obviously terrible but my mum and dad were like that's great. Now do another one. And so just that, not put, never were pushy, never made me do it, but would just go, right, go on, do another one. And nudging was, you on, yeah, yeah, nudging me on, kind of being encouraging. And even at my lowest times in LA where I was, you know, not having any hits and singing in wedding bands to make money. And, you know, because I definitely went through that phase as well yeah. in LA where you're just a, a small fish in a big pond. They were the ones going, you're not coming home. And I'm like, I'm coming home on the boat. I have no money. And they're like, you're not coming home. You're going to stick it out. So they've always like, oh, believed. Wow. You, you need that uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's lots of times I've nearly given up and then you know you do another song and then that song starts doing well and you're like oh I'll just throw myself into the race again uh, did you ever want to kind of skip out of school early like were you forced into doing the leavements or were you like listen this is going to be stupid I'm going to become a famous <laughs> musician I don't need this I've done I've done the junior out of my way I love the junior um, I did actually have that conversation because when I was about 16 Alicia Keys uh, released her album I learned the entire thing on piano and I was singing it away to my mum just like yeah falling whatever and I said see mum I think I just you just need to let me I haven't been discovered yet you're holding me back and mum mum was like you you can do whatever you want after you leave right, you have yeah. to leave insert so I she made a deal with me Right. I can do whatever I wanted after leave insert so after the day after my leave insert when I did go to LA she they were so supportive for parents that could have been like ah you're not you have to go to college yeah they had a weird belief in me always Um, I think they just always yeah they always believed in me I think they sometimes would see the reaction when I sung to people and they were like you you just have something and you Mm. need to do it so um you know, fair, fair play to them for actually letting me do that and for me turning out like I didn't go to LA and have 
you know, worse horror stories than there than could be. Yeah, because we always hear the stories of people who go over. Because I can imagine it can be tough. I have a couple of friends that I know who have gone over to try and crack the comedy world in, yeah. uh, in LA. And they seem to be getting on okay, but that's, you know, the highlighted reel on Instagram yeah, that they're showing course. you the best times. I can just, you, know, you mentioned there, it can be kind of tough. What were, what's some of the worst parts about jumping ship from Dublin and trying to make it in LA? Um, the fact that everyone in LA, and I mean this with, the utmost respect for everybody hustling out there but everybody's there to achieve something they're not there to talk to you about you know real things they're there to see what you can do for them oh right okay what you can do you know what what, and everyone has an agenda all the time so sometimes you think that people are your friends to be your friends and then you realise oh they're just friends with me because of this business opportunity that we have and then when the business goes you never hear from those people anymore and you're like oh I thought we could be friends anyway despite the business and and so it's very difficult there to find real friendships and real things. And you can't just be hustling all the time. You all you need to have friends that and I do have some of them out there, I have to say that. Um, but I found it really exhausting because right. everywhere I would go, the networking and the constant. And I'm more of a person that lets the music speak for themselves. I'm not a like, I'm going to go to this party and try schmooze with Diddy <laughs> and then get Diddy on my song. That's not really ever been my way. I like the music to do the talking and people to go, well, who wrote that? Oh, I want to write with her type vibe. Yeah, yeah. So I just found myself just really lacking like conversations there and like a bit of a realness. And I yeah. feel like that's what I think anyone Irish that goes over there now you can still do it and, I, and I've done kind of what I wanted to do uh, being yeah, there yeah. Um, and now I feel like I just dip in and out when I need to so I wouldn't exactly base myself over there I would, I would dip in and out and that would be my advice is to more just go there for trips um, when you can yeah, yeah, because it's might it's slightly might be a bit of a soulless, <laughs> soulless. Yeah, city. it's a hard city. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have an Irish bar with a snug in it, does it? It seems like it's missing something like that. You it know does I mean? have a lot of Irish bars. Oh, okay, it's Rock and Rileys. There's some good Irish bars in LA, and I've had some really good times there. I think it's just everyone's always working, and then when you're not working, you feel guilty for not working because then all your people that you <laughs> know are working. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. like, oh, I have to go and like working on the script, or everyone is in some form of the entertainment industry, even if it's yeah. not what they're really getting. Yeah paid to do because everyone has these dreams uh, so I support all that but it's just I'm like kind of realist about yeah, things yeah, yeah. so I try to just keep being real about things while also striving to you know dominate the world <laughs> <laughs> you're honest about it I'm just gonna I'm not gonna make any noise I'm just gonna I mean, do it I'm just gonna do it slightly where you're all working I'll be at the top going see, see? this worked out way better <laughs> well. uh, who was the first big act you um, or big artist you got to write with or write for Oh, well, Jojo was probably the first big one. Um, That's insane. That, that, that was, you know, that song. Did you get to meet her? I met her years after. I worked with her years after. Okay. And when she met me, she was like, thank you for, you know, the best song of my career. And I'm like, thank you for the best song of my life. Like, you changed my life. <laughs> um, no, that was probably the first big one. And then, yeah, they just sometimes, at the time when you're writing with people, like when I was writing with TLC or something, you don't, you forget, like you do, you know it's big in the moment, but you don't dwell on it because you're, there's so much things going on. Because I and then that, when yeah. you list them back and people start listing them, I'm like, oh you my God. You pinch yourself and kind of yeah, go. Yeah, it is Because imagine of part of it, it becomes work and now you're told this, but then you're like, oh shit, I have to deliver something here. Yeah. And you and dismiss so, the, 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 
stardom or whatever. Or, or the fame it's that it. they're just so normal that like when I, you know, when I worked with Jennifer Hudson, she's just such a normal person. She'd chocolate in her bag and she's like <laughs> in this plastic bag and she'd put the chocolate, all the, she's like, I want to yeah. have all the flavors. And she's got, and we're having conversations about Whitney and Mariah. And I'm like, she's just a normal person. So I kind of almost forget then of yeah. the, the celebrity that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why as well, if they become just normal people to me yeah. and they have to, because I wouldn't be able to write for them if I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that's John Legend. You know, you're John Legend. Like Shaking I can't be a fan. Going, I wrote you a scribble. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you do something ha- with that? Yeah, I have to be more like, they're just a normal person. Yeah. That's amazing. So who then would you love? Who would be the ultimate goal? Either dead or alive of a person you would have loved to have written for I would or worked have with? loved to have written with Jeff Buckley and done a duet. Oh, uh, yeah. Impossible. That would have been marriage. an amazing duet. Yes. Your voices would have complimented so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> Pinned you and I were girlfriends, so I was like, it could have been me. Um, no, I think we would have been too tortured together, the souls. I write a lot about heartbreak, he writes heartbreak. It would have been too torturous. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. You wouldn't compliment each other well, nearly. But would have been a good song. And then I love Ed Sheeran, actually. I'd yeah. love to write with him because I just feel like our processes would go good together. And Amy Winehouse, probably. Yeah. Is that very predictable? Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill would be great, actually. She wouldn't write with me, but <laughs> the dream, I can We'll put hold a call in. We'll put a call in and hold see. on to the dream. Oh, it's Evan Lauren. We'll yeah. see, if she'll, see, see if she'll actually answer. Sure. Um, so before I let you go, you are... Um, we're going to play a couple of songs for us now in a minute, but before you do that, yeah. your December seems crazy, and then what's coming in 2019? Well, we have the dates with Hozier in December, which I'm very excited to open up for him. And then we have uh, the album coming in the spring yeah. of 2019 and I will be announcing some Irish dates. Um, so I can't really say too much about that yet, but the dates are being formed right now and I'll be doing a bunch of shows around Ireland. So come out and see the show. And give us your socials there for people who want to follow you. My I'm- socials. Yeah, at this is Ruth Ann with an E. Ruth Ann with an E just in case people like A&N there is um, another Ruth Ann I remember just oh. quickly yeah, and she's like some dance techno producer <laughs> I was listening to it I was like no this doesn't sound like Irish no, singer songwriter that's not Ruth Ann. <laughs> um, okay I did not know that okay even more so at this is Ruth Ann with an E are all my socials and my Spotify is just Ruth Ann yeah. and you can go stream all the songs and my new single is out called It Is What It Is and there'll be another one coming on Valentine's Day oh perfect so yeah. we've got it all planned out uh, I will also tweet from the mm. FM 104 Twitter page and Facebook so uh, you can check you. that out and we'll plug um, we'll plug it massively because uh, I think you're going to be busy over the next 12 months I'd imagine you're going to be incredibly busy because your voice is unbelievable and your Thank songwriting you. it's mad you nearly have 20 years uh, craft put in already you know what I mean it takes 10 you got to do them 10,000 hours 10,000 hours and yeah, I think yeah. this is the best time because when I was younger I didn't have the lyrical perspective that I have now having like lived in LA and gone through all these things and so I think as an artist when you want to really be the writer behind it you have to live those things so that people can you know really buy into what you are saying so. It can't just be about EastEnders or Carnation Street No it started becoming a little bit like far-fetched when I was talking about Lil Mo so yeah. we had to start talking about some real things Stalls on the street and yeah. cars crashing into rivers yeah. um, What are you going to play for us here this evening? Uh, I'm going to do my new single It Is What It Is Perfect take it away It is what it is And I can't say it more clear Though I feel something when we kiss Baby, it is what it is Time's never on our side And it's been messing with my mind We shot and we missed Baby, it is what it is It's hard to live To live on borrowed time I want 
want you so badly, but I know you can't be mine. I'll drag myself away before my heart unwinds. You know we've crashed the sky one too many times. It's a dead end romance. It's too bad we never had a chance. Caught up in the web we twist. Well, baby, it is. What it is like Romeo and Juliet? We star crossed, but not dead yet. I'll miss what we could have been, but baby, it is what it is. We can't move on when there's mountains in our way. I want you so badly, but you know that I can't stay. Let's stop the madness before we lose our minds. You know we've crashed the sky one too many times. You're the key that I won't fit. Though we try, we can't force it. I won't forget the way we kiss, baby. It is what it is. Oh, it's hard to live, to live on borrowed time. I want you so badly, but I know you can't be mine. Let's stop the madness before I lose. Thank you. Ruthann, that was amazing. Uh, acoustic so version much. of uh, It Is What It Is, the brand new single out now. Thanks a million again for coming in and best of luck for the rest of the tour with Hosier in December and for thank 2019, you. it's going to be insane. Yay, thank you, FM 104. FM 104, Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.